welcome back to yet another episode of the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. And from the bottom of my heart, everyone, thank you so much for choosing to spend your time today with me right here. It's not just me today, though. It's Thursday, so it must be a conversation day. And boy, boy, do I have a conversation for you guys. So my backstory... I come from the world of adventure learning and community learning and experiential learning. Because of my, the way that I was raised, because of the crazy experiences I had growing up, I am firmly, firmly a believer in the idea that adventure changes who we are. That pushing yourself beyond your learning zone and your comfort zone, pushing yourself to that edge is what's going to build not only your character, going to build your confidence. It's going to build your resiliency and it's going to change your life. If you take on that mindset shift and you realize you can do anything because you've climbed that mountain, because you built that cabin on the back of a mountain with no hammer and it was really cold and oh no, that was me. Sorry, but you could do it too. (laughs) All right, guys. So I just want you guys to have this mindset, have this understanding that the crazy things, the scary things in life, they're going to teach you the most important, valuable lessons you will ever learn. So I want to introduce you to our guests. Wait, I don't do introductions. We know this. Our guests are going to introduce themselves to you. So here we go. First question, as usual, you guys listening at home will say it with me as well. Who are you and what do you do? (laughs) Well, I'll go first. All right. I am Nancy Keesling, also called Fancy Nancy sometimes. Uh, and I do everything and anything that comes through me as my passion in the moment. So that's been many things. But right now, we are helping people live their best life. And we love every minute of it because everyone deserves to live their best life, just like you said we're our only challenge. So we enjoy helping primarily women find that loving relationship that they haven't been able to find yet and having that love that they haven't been able to have yet. Oh, I love it. Yeah. We support them in in really discovering the patterns of their failed relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, I am Walter Scott Kiesling. I go by Scott. We go by Scott and Nancy. And, uh, I am a human behavior specialist and life coach uh, and adventure specialist. Um, I spent 30 years in the film industry uh, learning human behavior, learning how we build this character that we call self. Uh, And and what a fun journey it's been to to get out of self. Uh, And and where I find the best place for that is is in nature, uh, is in adventure is in being on the side of a mountain, uh, you know, and really taking other people to show them how they can tie the physiology into their mental change, right? We can change the mindset. We can read the self-help books. Um, but if we don't tie it into the experience, the experiential learning of the physiology, uh, we're going to end up on that roller coaster. Uh, And I love, love, love taking folks out to do that. (laughs) So how does that change the world, guys? 
Well, gets people out of their comfort zone one adventure at a time. And that adventure sometimes is simply sitting down and having a conversation about why do I keep getting the same results and outcomes in my life? That begins the adventure. So getting people out of their comfort zone so they can live that best life. Yeah, and the ripple effect of that, Mm -hmm. right? The ripple effect into their household, into their community, into their city, their state, their, their, as far as they, they can imagine to be, mm-hmm. that ripple effect will continue. Uh, and, and that's really important uh, in, in what we do. Yeah, it's such a great point. It does. It continues generation after generation, what you do for yourself, right? Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Before we get into the hard questions, the nitty gritty questions, I have to ask you my favorite question of all. And I think of all of the guests I've ever had, you guys might be the most attuned to this question. So if you were any kind of tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Mm, I'll let you go. You know more trees than I do. <laughs> uh, I, would be, I would be an oak. Uh, I, I, I feel I'm, I'm through my growth, uh, have become very strong and resilient. Yeah. I like that. I'm an eastern white pine because I may be strong, but I can bend to the winds around me. I love it. <laughs> so how, how has adventure shaped who you guys are in your life? Wow. Adventure shaped, well, for me, it really started bringing everything to focus of how capable I truly was. I lived in the mind chatter of, I don't know if I can do that. And then I followed that and didn't follow through with many things. Uh, That, again, stepped me outside my comfort zone. So when I took on adventure and conquered things that were inconceivable to me, and it was the adventure of getting on the side of a rock, of rock, you know, or rock climbing or waterfall repelling, but also the adventure of going to these, these exotic places that we now go, because I had many fears, many phobias, bugs, spiders, right? So it was conquering many things. When I conquered those and realized it was nothing that my mind was coming up with, it really allowed me to see not only am I more capable than I give myself credit for, but it's also never as scary as we imagine it to be because we come up with all these scenarios and excuses. So that was really the turning point for me of adventure coming into my life and changing who I really opened me, opening me up to who I really am. It's amazing how you can start with the surface level fears like bugs and spiders and, and then you can get a little bit deeper and you're like, okay, I'm afraid of falling Oh, now you get a little bit deeper. Okay, I have a trust issue with this person belaying me who's on the other end of my rope. Now I'm in the middle of a country I don't know and all of these extra fears. But then when you you just give up, when you just let those fears aside and you go, all right, I recognize you. You're going to be in a box. I'm going to put you over here. I'm going to go climb now and I'll come back and deal with those fears. After you get to the top and you come back down, you're like, Where'd my box of fears go? It's so small. It's so minuscule now because look what I just did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what else can I do that I thought I couldn't do? Right. And it just becomes this obsessive, but fun, fun behavior for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What have you guys learned about leadership and 
and like self-discovery through, through adventure, either like your own adventures or work with your clients? Yeah. So great question. Um, I think the, I think the most important part of, of leadership, especially out in nature, um, is to really provide the information, the knowledge and the skills to bring them up to, uh, as far up to our level, my level that they want to come. Um, and, and really to include everyone in the experience. Right. Um, and I think that having the knowledge and the skills to be able to support them, uh, in, in those false evidence things that appear real, uh, (laughs) that, that we're talking about putting in a box, um, and, and really to give them solid experiences that show them that fear is false evidence appearing real, uh, that the story that they're making up in the cage of their mind isn't real. We can allow that to, to vanish, uh, and be in that present moment to enjoy, you know, I like to stop folks about halfway up and get them to actually look around, (laughs) right. And take in that view. Uh, and, and really let them experience it. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I, I work with kids. I work with adults. I work with experienced adults and I, we have like a 50 foot climbing wall that we work with and it's incredible to see how nervous people get before they've even tried it, before they've even taken that first step. Because yeah, they've built up all of these false beliefs in their head that now they're afraid of this. And you're like, all right, just take that first step. What, do you, what is your advice for that person who's standing at that bottom of that adventure and going, I'm too scared to even start? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's such a great example that goes along even with people diving into themselves, right? They, they have that worry of what am I going to find? Am I not going to like what I find? Can I really dive in and do this? Do, is it even really my issue? Like, is it me that has a hand in it here? You know, so many of that mind chatter uh, that comes up, comes up in those kinds of places, even in your, the very beginnings of your self-growth. So then, yes, of course, when you take them outside and we start presenting them with actual adventure, it's, it's there as well. Um, but we always love to say the biggest adventure for a lot of our clients is buying their plane ticket. They're like, ah, you know, making that decision to, yep, I'm going to go, you know? So it, it is, it's fun to see it come in in all these different places and help people see what, what's coming up and help them navigate through it. Oh, I love it. My favorite philosopher is uh, Kierkegaard and one of his writings is about taking a leap of faith and standing on the edge of that cliff and going, all right, I have the confidence. He's talking in terms of faith, but I love the, the idea of just standing on the edge of that cliff and going, I believe in myself enough to literally jump off the cliff. And I've had this experience. I do, uh, in the winter, I do this thing called kite skiing or um, snow kiting. So we like to go down the mountain as fast as we can, jump off cliffs with a kite, um, and we kind of sail down the mountain and over the trees and stuff. It's really fun. It's totally energizing. It's so dangerous. I love it. And so often I find myself having to make those edge of the cliff decisions so fast. Like I'm literally going 120 miles an hour at this point. And you, you have to find this kind of flow to just 
let go and just believe and just be in that moment. Because if you don't, if you hesitate for a second, your physiology changes, your body hunches over you, your dynamics with your wind dynamics and all of that will change. So you guys talk a lot and you work a lot with connecting both mindset and our physical body, our physiology. Can you tell us more about what that connection looks like and, and what it means to really dive into that connection? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, the mindset is going to start with the overall experience of, of what we do and, and what we believe is, is a long lasting change through evidence right? And the, the mindset of the limiting beliefs we have, the stories we tell ourselves, you know, you described it wonderfully just now. You're in the present moment. You're making conscious choices, right? We're not running on autopilot when we're on an adventure because what happens? We get injured. We get hurt. We, we hesitate. We tell ourselves that story. So the first thing is to work on the neural pathways that connect those stories, right? Why we have them, the beliefs that, that bring up the stories for us that, oh, anybody that does that must die, <laughs> right? That's a story that somebody's telling them themselves while they're listening to this. Is that really true? So we, we, we rewire, we reframe uh, the, the cage of the mind, the stories that we tell ourselves. Our body, our physiology is a big piece of memory. Mm -hmm. It holds all the experiences we've had, all the traumas, all the, all the experiences, everything. And it holds onto them. So it acts out sadness. It acts out procrastination. It acts out that moment of, oh, should I? <laughs> just like you were just describing. So when you can tie those two things together within the same program, it reprograms, it re-energizes it re uh, the whole system, not just half of the system. Yeah, you know, and I love the word program, right? It's the best word because our bodies are like computers, right? Because they do hold on. They have, they keep score of everything that we go through. So over time, if its pattern is used to going into depression or sadness or anxiety at certain points in life, whether it's every so many months or every so many weeks, or when you start taking someone out of that, their body goes, hey, you haven't been sad in a little while and starts literally going into that, that form, whatever that is for that person. And they experience the getting taken down from the high that they've had of, wow, things are changing. I can see things differently. And they feel like I'm getting pulled back to my old ways. Why do I keep going down? And so a lot of people experience this in the journey of self-growth and it just creates frustration. So when we discovered, which really Scott discovered it, and he'll touch on that in a little bit of how he came across adventure therapy. But when we put it into our coaching practice, we started seeing more permanent transformations where people were on their their rise up continuously and they were able to level up and level up and level up where before it was that roller coaster ride so really incorporating that physiology uh change and them realizing and being able to feel it and connect that with their mindset made all the difference in the world mm -hmm. and it just made a completely 
uh, different and more rapid change for our clients. So we were like, this is so much fun. It's, we're going to stick with this. Um, but yeah, it's been a really fun journey figuring it out. Oh, I love it. I know in my own world of adventure, the biggest fear that I have, I'm an adventurous. Like I go out and I do crazy things. I jump off cliffs, right? But I still, that my biggest hesitation is always about risk assessment and risk management. And I find that actually appears in everyone just at different levels, depending on how comfortable or knowledgeable they are about this scenario. And that I find is easy to apply back to our lives as well. We build up these fears. And so our risk assessment of going into that relationship or having that difficult conversation is all just based on how much we understand what's going on around us and how much we have, we feel like we have control over our resources and control over what's around us. When we're on the side of a cliff face, every time we put our hand up to touch another rock, there's a possibility that rock's not going to stay attached when we hold on to it. Or when you place a piece of gear, that piece of gear might not stay. The first rule of trad climbing is just don't fall. And so how do you guys see that applying um, in terms of like those kinds of skills from adventure transferring into our lives in that sense? Yeah, great question. Um, I think that the the risk is, the risk assessment part uh, is is really the diving in, right? It's the understanding of self, yeah. of the movement that we have within self uh, that helps to create what we see. Um, you know, I I like to say uh, you see what you be, right? Ooh. And and that goes for us on a on a trad climb, right? If you see failure, if you see falling, mm -hmm. I, I hate to tell you, but you're going to fall, right? <laughs> I think President Ford said it the best. The man that says I can, the man that says I can't, they're both right, mm -hmm. right? That risk assessment starts with understanding the story that we tell ourselves about what we're doing. Uh, and And I think once we once the client understands where the belief comes from, why it comes up, uh, what we've seen is they can, they can shorten that list of risks yeah. uh, by seeing evidence where it didn't create trauma, where it didn't hurt them again, where it didn't uh, do all of the evidence that they use within that risk assessment. Let's look at the times where it didn't fail, where it was great, where the trad where my cam did hold, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Where, where it's okay if you trust, mm -hmm. right? If you, if you let go and you trust and you have the skills and the solution mindset to clearly look at that risk assessment. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you were explaining what it made me think of, when you were explaining of grabbing the rock and not knowing that one might fall, right? we do this in our relationships too, right? We, we assume the rock we're going for or the rope we're going down is exactly like the last one we did or the, exactly like the last rock we, we grabbed onto. Where in relationships or jobs or communication, we, we do that as well. We expect that this relationship is going to be just like the last one, right? We come in and, oh my God, they're kind of similar or they're a guy, the last one was a guy, so it's gonna be the same way, right? 
you know, people do that in life. So then they get that, right? When we have expectation, we're putting that energy out into the universe of that's what we're going to get. And it never adds up 100%, but you can come really close. So if you let go of the expectation, if you just come into the present moment and allow whatever that situation is to be that situation, it unfolds and matches the vibration that you're holding, which is a higher vibration at that point. So it's, it's really fun to connect the two like you're doing. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I got to ask you, Scott, how did you go from movie industry to rock climbing and adventure? What's that bridge? Uh, that bridge is really long and, and uh, made of ropes. Oh, nice. Uh, right. Uh, so, in the film industry, uh, most of my career, I've done special effects and stunt rigging. Cool. And uh, I've been climbing since I'm nine years old. Um, and so when I put the two together, uh, I really love the movie industry, right? I saw Star Wars and was like, that's what I'm going to do for a living. And I did. Um, and there was a point in my career where I, I really wanted something more. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I opened a rock climbing gym. Uh, and in a beach town, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so it, it was really one of the best things I've done. Uh, uh, you know, I started guiding, um, taking people out and, and taking them on adventures. And I had been doing my work, if you'll, if that's what I call it, right? The work, the, my practice uh, of, of the way that I live my life for quite some time at that point. Mm -hmm. And I found that taking folks in the woods and having these conversations, these uncomfortable conversations uh, for them that wasn't about the, the fear of the actual rock. There's so much more going on in their poor little cage of their mind uh, in the story. And I found that my clients would come back to me a, a day later, a week later, a month later and say, you know, I got to say that that, that experience, that conversation we had, helped me with my kids. It helped me with my wife, right? And I started to see a pattern in, in the conversation and, and in the result. And I thought, wow, this is just brilliant. I love it, right? So that became more and more of a passion. Uh, hard to juggle the, the movie industry and, the, and, and that life, right? Um, but it, it really worked for a while. Uh, and now this is, this is all Nancy and I do. We, we coach, we have an online program, uh, that changes that mindset that brings in that adventure therapy, uh, for folks. Yeah. Oh, cool. Before we dive into adventure therapy, Nancy, I want to know how you got into coaching and all of this. Well, it's, it's been a fun journey. Uh, I have always been that person that people came to for advice, right? Uh, and advice is one thing, right? It, it was, it's always been nice to be the, the ear for someone and be there for somebody to guide them. Uh, but it came to a point where I really, I wanted to have what I was guiding people on. So I always had longer relationships, but failed relationships. And of course, as women, we all talk about relationships. So I had, I have a lot of women in my life. I come from a long history, a big family of women, I've always been surrounded by women. So what do we all talk about, right? Love, our heart, broken hearts, success, et cetera. Um, 
So I was always able to give great advice, but didn't follow it so much. After my last relationship prior to Scott that ended, I was mid thirties. I was very devastated by not having the life I imagined for myself in that department. And it really became apparent to me of, I need to figure this out. I need to dive in. So I'm whole. I just felt like there was a, a big part of me missing and I was filling it with, you know, working all the time, having businesses, success in other areas. And I found through that, that I wasn't alone. There's a lot of successful women out there that are high achievers. They're going for that because they're lacking in other areas. And it became very apparent to me that that's exactly what I was doing. I was filling my void of not being whole in my relationships with my success in other, other areas, being business. Um, so once I got through my own self-growth uh, and, and conquered it in, in the sense of really saw where I was lacking in my relationships and why they kept failing, I was like, you know what, I think I want to look into this to help others because usually when you go through your own coaching with a coach, there's always the opportunity there to become a coach yourself. Someone's always out there going, hey, do you want to help people with this? And for me, I, I really wanted to. I had always been that, that listening ear for someone. So I was like, well, why don't I do it strategically? Uh, and that kind of led down the road of me learning the strategic way to, to show someone what I went through and help them. Uh, and then it just, it molded into women and staying in that because that's where I was. And then there's been so many other life experiences. You know, my mom passed away 10 years ago and going through that, but coming out the other side, seeing it for what it was as a, a gift in life and, and what it gave me, um, you know, so many life experiences that I can help people because I, that are going through whatever they're going through. Um, so yeah, it's been a fun journey that's kind of just evolved and I've always followed my intuition and that's where it led me. And then Scott was where he was with his business. And we said, you know what, why don't we coincide and bring a male's perspective and a female's perspective because we love to work together. We love to spend our time together. Uh, and that just molded beautifully and people love having the dual dynamic of us two coming together uh having a vulnerable give them straight answers with no agenda behind it right it's he's he's just coming from the heart and telling people what they need to hear uh and then the female perspective from from what i'm seeing uh and it's just blossomed into this wonderful thing that really helps people and and it just it, that is rewarding it's selfish in a sense we're like well it's so nice to be able to 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 have a client you can see the change and see the enlightenment and their excitement to be able to feel in control in in this area of their life rather than the victim of it or at the mercy of it is just it makes you go, all right, who else needs help? Come on, you know, like you can do this. You don't have to be where you're at, you know, or you don't have to feel like you're stuck where you're at. So it, you're also teaching them skills that they can continue to use throughout their lives. So you're, Absolutely. instead of like giving a man a fish, you're teaching them, you're literally teaching them the skills that they need to change their life in any situation, be it on the side of a cliff, be it in their relationships or anything. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, and it and it really goes into their careers. Uh, they're they're having children. You know, I I we focus uh, if if people have children, we focus a lot on changing that that negative cycle, mm -hmm. um, that general negative cycle. 
and and that's something I did. You know, I came mm-hmm. from a very rough situation, rough background, um, and just was not going to have that for my child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so changing me, changing the belief system that I had, uh, had to be the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the, the, the love of the coaching and because if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh, let's get back to the basics. What is adventure therapy and what does it look like with you guys? Well, <laughs> COVID has changed it a little bit for a period of time, right? Um, prior to COVID, we ran uh, retreats a couple of year to places like Bali and Costa Rica and Thailand, right? Taking people to fun, exotic places, uh, giving them a luxury experience, but again, taking them out in the woods, getting them dirty, getting those be- boots dirty, uh, get out of their comfort zone. And that consisted of everything from hiking to waterfall rappelling, everything in between, horseback riding, kayaking. Uh, And again, the adventure therapy came in for some people with flying, you know, so it's it's everyone's uh, to each his own in a sense. Uh, With COVID, we've gotten a little creative because we're not doing our retreats at this time uh, to bring it into people's backyards or into their homes. So we do uh, self-love challenges. You know, we we bring it into your house uh, with different ways of of changing your physiology of your daily routine, because that's where it starts. That's where everyone's everyone's uh, routine kind of kicks in is, is taking kids to, to the store, you know, driving to go to the grocery store or whatever they do every day, all day. That's where that physiology uh, sets in. So bringing it into their backyards of, or their homes of changing that up, right? Sending them on walks that they're not usually used mm-hmm. to going on in a very different fashion, an awareness walk, right? Where you actually look at everything you're doing. You're not just in your head thinking about to-do lists. Um, and sometimes it can be as simple as that, or we send you kayaking in your area and we go, Hey, you know what? You have a day date with yourself today. You're going to go out to dinner by yourself and then you're going to go here, you know? So we set up a fun little day in between, uh, our, our coaching program, which is just like this online face-to-face, uh, which as you can see is very, uh, connected, uh, so same thing. We get a lot of great results just doing it this way. Um, but yeah, so I guess that is adventure therapy in a nutshell online. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but we'll be back to our retreats as soon as uh, everything is open safely and securely uh, because we love, we love to travel. We love to take people to the amazing places we find. Uh, but you don't have to go on these big exotic adventures retreats to have the adventure therapy uh, instilled in you. And that's what kind of clicked for us. We're like, well, we've done this before with people who weren't able to do a retreat at that time. So why don't we just start really diving this in and not let people miss out on having that change? Yeah. You know? and, and again, it starts with the belief that you surround the meaning of that word adventure. Yeah. Right. It's it's just a word. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not jumping off a cliff. You're it's or just snowing. a word. Kite right. <laughs> and and it really it's the meaning we give it, right? Mm. I give adventure uh, a, a, a very different meaning than most, right? For me, it means growth. 
It means to grow through what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and every time I go, well, I know what that's going to know, right? Grow through what you know and accept that everything we do is an adventure. Every new choice we make is an adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really the, the essence of what we mean when we talk about adventure. Yeah. And a lot of this new way of doing things in this virtual world or this post-COVID world, you have two choices. I, I always say you have two choices in every situation. You can either curl up in a ball and cry and whine about it and ask a woe is me and figure try and look for someone to save you. Or you can choose the other option, which is to do it yourself, to learn from it, to embrace a challenge as an incredible opportunity to learn something new. To embrace the possibility of failure is such an incredible feeling to say, wow, what if I fail? Cool. What if I don't? Look Mm -hmm. at all the things that we can do now. So I love when people start reframing their everyday experiences. And this is the like post-COVID world. All of these new adjustments are so perfect for teaching our young people, for example, for all those parents out there. Yeah, some of us are at home teaching our kids at home. Some of us, maybe school looks really different. Maybe we as parents are a little bit more nervous or apprehensive about this new routine. But if you're open, honest, and vulnerable with your kids and you say, all right, this is what I do know to be factually true. This is the way things are. And these are the stories I'm telling myself. And you look at those stories and you say, are they actually helping you achieve what you need to be achieving? Yes or no? If no, what story should you be telling yourself now? Should you tell yourself the story that this is so exciting? We have a totally new way of walking down the hallways at school, or we get to wear these really cool masks and show our personality that way. Like, what do you guys think about embracing and reframing your everyday life in those ways? Oh, I, we, we think it's the most important, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the things that I say probably the most, uh, on our client calls is change your focus, change your life. Yeah. Where are you putting your focus, Mm -hmm. right? Are you feeding the stories of the clouds always over my head? It's always happening to me. Uh, it's, oh, I can't, or are you feeding the stories of it happens for me? Where am I seeing a lesson? right? In, in the experience I just had that maybe didn't work out the way I planned, but I learned something. So I move on and I do it better. Uh, and, and, you know, for me, the word failure equals, equals, um, uh, research and development, yeah. right? There's, there's just no such thing, mm-hmm. uh, in, in life. You either learn from it or you don't, but you had an experience. Um, and, and I think that breaking that story, uh, again, when you're locked in the cage of the mind and you're in that negative of, uh, it's, you know, again, all this fake evidence, all this stuff that's story about what could happen, what might happen, what is happening, what's happening right now, uh, and, and is all of this true? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we find out 99.9% of the time, that pile of story is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes back to the fear, right? Fear is, is false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a story that we're making up about an experience that we might have, mm-hmm. have the experience and see where that leads you. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's two categories of people going through this COVID, you know, and it really is the, 
and it's to no one's fault. It's, it's literally, if you don't have the tools yet to shift your focus, then you're going through this as this is the worst thing ever. Everything is messed up. 2020 sucks. Everything in 2020 sucks. And then that keeps happening. Right. And every experience throughout it, whether it's related to COVID or not is sucking. Then the other Avenue is the changing the focus. And these people are experiencing the kindest, most awesomest, generous stories from people uh, that they're coming across of people helping people and people stepping up and opportunities. Yeah. (laughs) Business is soaring, you know, they're busier than ever. Um, or they've, they've shifted and actually found a new direction that they're so much happier about. And it really is these two dynamics, uh, which is right now we're running a, one of our courses that were, it was our bestseller. It was a, a renew you and renew your life. And we, it was 497 run for 90 days and people loved it. He had a dream like two weeks ago and he was it's, it, again, following intuition that we should give this away for free. So he came to me the next morning and he's like, I think we need to give away our 90 day course for free because, and and the whole dream was about because COVID and people aren't changing their focus, they're having trouble. He's like, I think it could really help a lot of people to just flip that magnet. So here we are, we're running it, and it, it is going to do that for those people of what side of the hallway do you want to be on, right? Do you want 2021 to come into your life with opportunity and the next few months to start opening that up? Or do you want to stay down this road of 2020 sucks and then 2021 is going to come right behind that? Uh, so again, you got that choice. Uh, so we have a lot of people jumping on going, I want to figure out how to change my focus so things are opening up. You know, I want to see the positive. I want the good stories. I want, and you can. It doesn't have to be the dire, sad, negative stuff that's going on, even in these hard times where people, yes, things are happening, but for you. So, how can we see it? in the way that it's happening for you and make that open things up for you. And it's, it's just fun to see the flip for people. Um, so yeah, another thing that, that we're rolling out for 2021. Oh, that's awesome. It's easy to talk about wins when wins are good though. How do we talk about this mindset shift when we're in difficult times? And I, I want to frame this by telling you a little story. A few years ago, about five five, six years ago, I was on a hike and I've hiked like over a million kilometers around the world on my own two feet. And I was in my home province on one of the most dangerous trails I've ever been on. Uh, But I was with a group of people. I'm so glad I was. Um, Long story short, there was a less experienced person on my trip. She was right in front of me. We're We're walking, scrambling up this narrow passage and it's these beautiful boulders on either side of you, but your feet are like one in front of the other. Beautiful views. Lovely woman stops dead in her tracks in front of me, pulls out her bug spray and goes to spray herself in the face, entirely misses herself. It goes right over her shoulder as I'm inhaling right behind her. So I get this lung full of bug spray. I twist, my feet can't move. I hear two popping noises. Long story short, I broke my back. Um, but I could continue to walk. I had another 30 kilometers to walk. There is no evacuation point. You're literally on the edge of a cliff in a dense wilderness area. Um, In order to get you out, you'd have to hike out to the cliff edge and then somehow miraculously lower yourself down and then find your way to the the water and then find your way to the boat. Like, ain't (laughs) happening, right? 
So that's the reality I'm in. At when I started that day, so excited, pumped. I'm in I'm in love with this environment. I'm in love with this challenge. I'm in pain now. I get I am progressively worse and worse pain. I feel like I'm going to die. Wonderful people on my trip. They took all of the weight out of my bag, dispersed it amongst the group. They knew exactly what to do. So having that um, definitive leader, fantastic, super helpful. That definitive leader not having to be myself was so helpful in that point. Because as that hike continued, continued, I felt more and more helpless. It gets better though. I get to the edge of the forest. So now there's a road. It's only two kilometers to the cars. I decided I'm staying. My group's going to continue hiking, come back with the cars. Why did we make this decision? Well, we heard these sirens going and we realized that for the first time in like 60 years, there was a tornado coming through the area. So I'm sitting on the edge of this forest and there's this road straight in front of me, clear strip of trees cut out, right? And you can see the sky. And usually the sky in this area, beautiful. It is so far away from all the polluted city that it's just clean, beautiful blue skies usually. Not this day. We had bands of clouds in like these grays and blacks that were just terrifying. And these bands of clouds are whipping in different directions. This siren noise is going. I'm sitting there thinking I'm going to die. I pull out my phone, take a selfie. I have this selfie of the day I thought I was going to die. And in that moment, I was so desperate. I didn't know what to do. And this is after years of jumping off cliffs and doing all of that. So in those times when we are so overwhelmed by the moment, either as you were mentioning before, Nancy, like grief, living in grief or living in that panic zone of being on an adventure or having that that email come across your desk and finding out that you just got fired or you woke up that morning and you're totally in love with this partnership you have with your, your partner, but they aren't anymore. And how do you deal with being in that moment and, and what skills and techniques do you advise? So uh, I would say that, uh, number one, feel it Mm -hmm. right. Number one in the moment, in the moment, acknowledge it, mm-hmm. allow it, right? Uh, that, that resistance that we sit in, in the I'm gonna die, can be reframed as I'm alive, mm-hmm. right? I have many similar stories, <laughs> not many, I have a few. Um, <laughs> And, and I'll tell you a brief one, uh, the most recent for me. Uh, so I've been, I've been climbing since I'm nine years old. Uh, I have been a guide for 20 years. I've been a, a rescue guide for 25 years or 20, 21 years. Uh, you know, I've, I've pulled many people out. I've had many experiences out of helicopters, out of all kinds of things. I have also been in the movie industry for 30 years. And I blow things up for a living. And two years ago, I was in an early explosion. Uh, Somebody hit a button uh, and I was 12 inches from the blast. So I understand the mental state that we can get into 
uh, or the PTSD that can, that can come from that. Right. I like to call it post-traumatic growth. Uh, but that's my, that's, that's my thing. Uh, you know, I could have easily, you know, you know, went to the hospital, went through, I've gone through two years of rehab to, to be able to walk again, talk again, normally. Um, I, I have balance issues. I have vertigo, right? The, it, I still have my hands. I still have my eyes. I can still hear okay without my hearing aids. <laughs> uh, I can still walk. I can still see my son. I can still, you know, hug my wife. Um, the idea here, here is to, again, where was the gift, right? What, what not, you know, oh, what could I have done different? Uh, this guy is, you know, should be fired and, and you know, whipped and stoned. And, uh, you know, the doctors say, I'm never going to walk a straight line, so I'm never going to walk a straight line. Uh, easy to get in the story that we start to produce again in the, in the cage of the mind, I like to call it. When we can step out of that, when we can step out and say, okay, this person says this, do I believe that? Deep, deep within myself, do I believe their limiting belief about me? Yeah. Hmm. To go one step further, do I believe that limiting belief for me. Mm -hmm. hmm. <laughs> I don't believe either one, right? Yeah. I believe that if I sit there and think about it, that whatever I think about, about that I'm not going to do it, I can't do it, they said I couldn't do it, they're right, I'm right, it's I know, I know, I know, I would still be sitting on some couch somewhere. Uh, but over, over the work that, that I do, that I gifted, that I gift people that I gift myself. Uh, we went canyoneering last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, first time I've been on a rope in two years, two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Uh, and talk about a win, right? Mm -hmm. That's the mindset. That's where it, it, it has to live in the present and in gratitude uh, or, and it's a choice. It's a choice. It's everybody's choice. We can choose to stay in that story. Yeah. And, and you were picking it out as you were telling your, your story of, you know, oh, they took my backpack. Like you, you were falling into gratefulness, right? And it allowed you to get a step further, a step further. Mm -hmm. And I think for the people that, you know, when we relate this to getting emails of getting, uh, you know, we've gotten laid off or, you know, something's changed or whatever. Um, really, those are the two things. What can I be grateful for in the moment? You know, what am just in general, right? There's so many other things aside from that email. We just focus on the one thing that we label as bad coming in when you don't know yet if it's the worst thing in the world. We're just putting that story on it that this is terrible because we didn't expect it. You know, people love to say, oh, I love surprises, yeah. right? <laughs> we like the surprises that we want and that we know about, right? 
we don't like the surprises that we don't want. So when our car gets stolen, when we get an accident, when we get laid off, we don't like those surprises, right? But they're still the same surprise. It's just we're putting a different label on it. So, you know, the surprise of my mother get being sick and finding out it was going the way it was going and she wasn't going to recover. There was many stories I was putting on that especially I, you know, I was younger, I was 29 when she uh, was diagnosed and, uh, and passed away. It was within like a four month period, you know, so it was really fast. So it was a lot of stuff of this is not supposed to be happening right now, you know, and you can get lost in that story. And I think the greatest thing that you mentioned was feeling it. It's okay to feel it, right? It's okay to be in the grief and let life, you know, kind of go through your mind and you, get to know it for a minute, just not staying there, you know, and allowing this has happened. It's out of my control, but what am I going to do now? What am I, what am I grateful for? I still have my dad. I still have my family. And, and again, it takes a while in those really hard moments. Uh, not even so much a while, but just the effort. It takes the effort to really put in, in that moment of making sure your focus is staying on that gratefulness and, the story that you're putting around it. Uh, and that will lead you over time to the side of positive again, because it's not always rainbows and butterflies. It just, you know, it keeps, it's life. It's got to have the ups and downs, but we don't have to stay in the downs. We can acknowledge it and rise back up to still have more. Yeah. And it's, I want to talk about that, that moment of being scared or that, the reality of being scared, especially with you, Scott, because I find that when I when I talk to people about these crazy adventures and stuff like that, or or just trying to nudge people to take that one step into adventure, into trying to redefine the world for themselves, it all starts with, for me at least, it all starts with stories of rock climbing or canoeing or hiking or something like that. And I find that people then build this idea of who we are as the leaders of adventure. And they build us up to be these superheroes, which, yeah, cool. I have superpowers, that's for sure. But I'm not infallible. I do get to those, those climbs where I, I, I've, I'm, I'm super tough with my climbing friends and I'm standing there at the bottom and I'm, I have those moments where it scares the bejesus out of me. What, what do you say to those people who think that we as adventure leaders are these, these strong, infallible, never scared, we could do anything? We have those, those rewired brains where we don't understand fear. What's the reality for you? I totally agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Alex Honnold. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? And, and, I, and I have had that come up many times uh, where, where, oh, you don't understand, right? You're talking them, literally talking someone off a ledge, but you, you don't understand. Uh, and and I, I really embrace those conversations. Um, you know, it's, it's for me, I, I can remember times where the exposure was so much, right? It was so much. And I would remind myself, this is exactly what I asked for. This is the exact experience I asked for. Why am I not appreciating like every just every bit of, of 
uh, of energy that's bubbling up in me, you can label it, you can judge it, you can call it whatever you want, right? You can call it fear, you can call it exposure, you can call it stories of the mind, you can, but at its core, right? At its base, it's an energy. And it's an energy that for me, I ask for every time I'm out in nature because that's how I feel it. That's how I become connected with it. And I feel like when, when folks are in that just locked on, curled up on that little ledge, that again, the, the allowing, the getting rid of the resistance of, hey, look, just sit and take a few breaths, right? Let's just connect with the breathing. Take a look, don't take a look, turn toward the rock, yeah. right? Uh, you know, and, and there's so many techniques, but it, it all comes back to getting them in tune with them and out of that cage of the mind. Uh, and, and look, I'll be honest, most folks that, uh, that come on our trips, um, especially nowadays, uh, really understand the mindset part of all of this. Um, before I, before they're ever lowering themselves down the, the side of a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And it, it allows us to remember, reintroduce uh, what they said they knew on these calls, mm-hmm. what they could go through in their backyard, in their town, with their family. Mm-hmm. Let's shake it up a little. Let's again, shake up that physiology, take it out of the pattern it's in. Uh, because we continue to build those patterns. Um, and, and it really does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our retreats are kind of like a mini mastermind, if you wanted to call it like that, of the program they go through prior, the online course and the coaching sessions we have. So we always touch on everything they learn. It comes up, you know, and it's, it's designed that way. You know, all the adventures are designed to dive into your trust issues with yourself and others, you know, dive into bringing up that mind chatter, that leadership, or do you want to be the person that steps back? You know, everything that we discuss on those calls of how you handle life gets brought up naturally in those adventurous moments on the retreat because we magically design it that way. It's it's a little (laughs) different. It's a little different than the groups you take from your local climbing gym uh, where you wouldn't want to trigger folks uh, out there. Right. That's and, and, we specifically and purposefully uh, trigger folks um, to remind them of, of the, the mindset changes they've had. We're there to coach them through it. You know, everything's conversational at that point, which is, which is really a nice shift, you know, from the coaching one-on-one, it becomes this conversational and they get to see everybody going through that, that same mind chatter and fears and, you know, it might be different, but it's similar. So it's very helpful to have that, that extra dynamic. I love that you're really building a movement because you're preparing people before they even get to being in this group together, before they even get to buying that ticket, to jumping on that plane, to redefining what adventure means to them so that they can really make the most out of that situation um, when they're on the side of the the waterfall or when they, they realize that the hike is a little bit muddier than they originally thought. Oh, I, I, I think you, what you guys are doing is absolutely going to change the world. Oh, so my last, my last big question, 
I like to think about the future. I'm all about forward thinking. So if we put on our, our time traveling hats and we head into the future, if everyone now started practicing the kinds of teachings and the kinds of mindset shifts that you guys are teaching your clients, what would the world look like in a hundred years? Oh my goodness. Uh, first of all, tell me where you get the hat. <laughs> right can we borrow it <laughs> well really the hat honestly is not a hat it's a phone booth because i'm a huge bill and ted fan so honestly that's that's what i'm looking at get in there with you oh yeah wonderful <laughs> so i i truly imagine uh that we live in a world that is full of kindness and people that actually take care of the planet um you know, again, it goes to the ripple effect. I truly believe that the thousands of people that I've taken out and, and shared knowledge with, that they went out and shared knowledge with their kids, with their wives, with their friends, with their families, and then they went out. I see the ripple effect of, of what we do when we take folks out there, mm. right? What we all do. Uh, and, and I believe that, that it, it is shifting. We are in the midst of it. There's, there, there is no future. We are in the midst of it and folks are out there doing it every single day. <laughs> yeah. And I, I really would foresee people realizing that what they focus on and what they think is so important and detrimental is not nearly uh, as detrimental as they believe it to be, which then they would live no longer in the I can't. It would be I can, and it is possible. Uh, so you'd have this whole mass group of people, which like Scott's saying, it is becoming more and more. We have more entrepreneurs in this world than you could ever think of, you know? And that's for a reason, right? People are starting to realize their ability, realize their freedom of, Huh, I can have complete control over my life. This is amazing, right? Yeah. So I would see it going that way. Very empowered people. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. So it's time to wrap this up. So before we leave, how can people get into your world? If they're sitting at home going, I need these people in my life. I need to be supercharged. I need to figure out how to redefine my life. How do they get in touch with you guys? Uh, so the easiest way really is Google Scott and Nancy Kiesling. Mm -hmm. uh, our website will come up. All our social media will come up. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of that would come up. And it's all Scott and Nancy. Yeah. And all of our resources for contacting us and taking advantage of the free resources we offer would be on there. Yeah. Yeah. And for Thanks. any of those people out there that are going, oh no, that those aren't my people. Yeah, that's that's the first ticket that you do need it. So listen to that mind chatter in there. <laughs> right, that's the first indicator light, yeah. uh, like on your dashboard. Yeah. You know, when you need yeah. oil, it's your uh, check engine light. Oh, yeah. yeah, yep. Those <laughs> oh, are the that's fantastic. I got the audience. <laughs>
all my friends. And I'm going to make it even easier for you guys listening at home. I've put the description in the description box are all of the links you'll need. So if you're listening on podcast, on all of your favorite podcast platforms, you can find all of that stuff in the description. And if you're watching in video format, uh, you can find all of that information in the description as well. So I'm Coach Molly. This has been a fabulous, fabulous episode, my friends. I am so excited to go, I don't know, hike some more or go on a canoe ride. or I don't know. I need to go do something exciting and adventurous because I try and do something exciting every day. So it's time to do that for me. So I'm Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership. This has been another fantastic conversation here on the Lifelong Podcast. Thank you again for spending this part of your day with me, my friends, and with my friends here. Oh, I love us. I love us so much. So I'm going to sign off, my friends. It's time for me to go. Until next time, remember, I love you and be excellent to each other. Music